Whether it's a physical trek across the country or finding your way through a challenging career obstacle, everyone has a journey that we can learn from. And we're here to tell those stories. I'm Nick Smith. And I'm Alan Shago. Our paths crossed at the intersection of art and business, and we've met some really inspiring creatives along the way. In this podcast, we'll explore and unpack these and other stories to help us all lead more balanced, well-rounded, and creative lives and careers. This is To the West and Back. We're back. We are indeed. We did it. That's how I'm going to start every episode. Yeah, we're sticking to it. How are you, Shaggy? <laughs> I'm doing good. How are you, Nicholas? I'm good. I'm good. How's your January going? It's going well. It's going well. The uh, the New Year's resolutions are off to a good start, so it's yeah. good. Yeah. What about you? Um, Good. Uh, Busy as always, but you and I are getting very close to actually being able to work together and travel and stuff, so that's cool. I'm very excited. And we've been swimming together, too. Yeah, we exciting. started swimming. Yes. I... I I don't I really didn't want to start swimming again, but I also really did want to. It's fun. I didn't think I would ever miss it because I feel like every swimmer swims so much and they like love it. I'm doing air quotes. They love it. But like every swimmer wants to stop swimming. And so my last the last time I swam in like a real pool was my last meet of my senior year of college. And I was like, never again. And it's been I don't even know how many years at this point. How many years has that been? We've been five years for like, yeah, like five years now. We're old. And uh, Mike texted me, our friend Mike, and he's like, you know, I feel like I need to get back into the pool. And I was like, you know what, Mike? Me too. It's the only time in my life where I've actually been in shapes when I was consistently swimming. And you really do feel better afterwards, especially when you go early. Even if you go for like, what what did we do the other day? 45 minutes? Yeah, that was good. And it's just like a great start to the day. So I'm happy we're doing it. Me too. I love it. Yeah. Sticking to the plan. Sticking to it. And I'm also very excited for today's episode. We have a very special guest on, uh, KG Lillian. Welcome to the show, KG. Hi, thank you for having me. Welcome. It's great to have you here. Just uh, kind of tell everybody a little bit about yourself and kind of what you do. I am a singer-songwriter. I also am a content creator, I suppose. I recently like was asked what I what I do um, by my bank, actually. They're like, can you explain this? And I was like, I did this extremely like roundabout way of basically being like, yeah, I'm an influencer sometimes. But I took like three separate emails to get to that word because I was avoiding it at all costs. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I kind of became a little bit of a uh, content creator as well, but mainly musician. It's my main, my main thing. And I'm also, I guess I'm also a stylist which kind of is linked to the, the content creation. Shoot. I'm already sensing lots of things to unpack here. Yes. I mean, it's it's going to be a good episode. And you're the, I, I believe you're the first repeat guest onto the West and back as well. True. So that's, ex- so that's very exciting. It's been a while since we had that first conversation when we did that. It was just me and you. So I'm excited to have yeah. Nick on board for this one. Heck yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. feels that like a lifetime. Crazy. It's a lifetime ago. That's crazy. So what is your niche with your content or do you have one? I'm so glad you asked that because the whole theme of this literally like the last two weeks of my life has been trying to not think like that Um, because I, so even like as a songwriter, especially first starting out, like I was in high school when I was in an indie pop band and that was where like my music career started. And we were very like focused on writing marketable songs and it it didn't start there immediately but it got there 
pretty quickly um, in our career where we were kind of writing with, um, we were trying to be authentic, but it was also, we were, we were writing to market. So it's like, you lose touch with things when you, when you start going that direction. And even as my band broke up and I went solo, it was hard to break that habit. Like that was my, my nature was how can I market this song? Because it was, it, it had become a product rather than like an art form. Right. So, yeah. um, which I, I had a hard time admitting that when I first like came to terms with it. Cause no one wants to be like, yeah, I'm making art. That's totally just for sale and not at all my feelings or my heart and soul, which is like yeah. the point of writing, you know, that was the whole reason I got into it. So, um, I kind of had to like deconstruct, I guess, my um, writing style and like who I was as an artist. And that that's been like a journey I'm still on, really. And then coming into content creation, I so quickly fell into that same mindset of like, how can I appeal to my audience and how am I going to keep these numbers up? And um, you like you so quickly lose yourself when you get in that mindset. and. And like, I always bring it, you know, to you, Shago, with like photography, like, because I know that that's, you know, like your art. And it's like you, I don't know if you've experienced like the same thing, especially with turning it into a business. And, um, and Nick, I, I don't even like, this is something we should talk about on here too. Like, I don't even like, I know you guys together as a package, but I don't even know, like you, I'm sure you can relate to this as well. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's like, so I had to kind of sit there at the beginning of this year and be like, how do I not corner myself into this like singular version of myself? Because I feel like what goes over the best with an audience is just like not limiting yourself. Mm-hmm. So it's funny that when you, when you're trying to appeal to them the most, and when you're the most focused on that, you lose touch with them completely. That was such a roundabout answer, but I hope no, that, that was, yeah, that one, was yeah. a good answer. And I totally feel that. So I actually ran a photography studio for uh, full time for five years. Um, and, you know, we had bills to pay. And so there wasn't much time left for passion projects. You know, it was like, what, you know, how do we sell these wedding packages? How do we take more people's portraits? And that's what we want to do. And here's our style. Let's just stick to it because that's what the people want. You got to give the people what they want. Um, and honestly, I mean, after a few years, I was, I was tired of doing it all in that way. You know, like when I first picked up a camera, I wanted to just like truly be creative and, you know, I still am creative and still was creative when I was photographing weddings, even after five years and however long it's been now, I still do them from time to time still brings out a lot of creativity. But now that I'm not running a studio full time and I'm not like dependent on that, Uh, I feel like it opens up a lot of room for more creativity now because it's not like my job and my career. It's just something that I want to do. Yeah. Like when I first started photography, it was like, uh, you know, taking pictures of sunsets and things like that. And I was like, oh, this is just so fun. It's so creative. And then it kind of evolved into like the weddings. And Nick taught me a lot about wedding photography and like really showed me a lot about photography and it evolved to like band stuff and the music scene and then doing like brand stuff and brand videos and things like that. So it's always, uh, it's fun to do those things, but it's always cool to go back and just, you know, do the nature photos and do things like that to kind of reroute yourself and why you started the whole thing. So it's fun to create that content too. And it's like more authentic too, to like who you truly are. So I'm sure you can relate to that, like on like the music thing and uh, TikTok content and things like that. 
Absolutely. Yeah. And it's, it's crazy too, because a lot of the time when you reach out, like when you get to that point and you reach out to someone like in the field and you're like, I'm so stuck, like I, I need help. And, um, they'll be like, well, uh, they'll, they'll ask you like, what is your niche? Like, what are you, what are you honing in on? Who are you focusing on? Mm -hmm. And, um, there were times where it's like, I would reach out for help to these industry professionals. And I was like, these are not the people I need to be talking to. Like, I need to go talk to my mom. Like, you know, it's like, and, and not to devalue that. Cause there's so, there's so much value in going to people in your industry, but sometimes it's like, um, instead of reaching like into the professional guidance, you just need to take a step back. And that was what I had to do. Yeah. So tell me about how you actually got started in content creation though. Cause you know, even if you don't, you know, box yourself in because you don't want to be that way and you want to be fully creative like what was it that got you to what 195,000 TikTok followers yeah. like what what has yeah. done that is it just you know that you are authentic and you don't hold yourself accountable to a niche like that or what how have you done that um great question uh because I'm still trying to figure out how I got here um sometimes <laughs> So it's crazy because, so I was in the banking industry alongside being a musician. Like I was working like as a teller and trying to play shows and trying to go out of state for opportunities. And um, there's not, not a whole lot of flexibility in that career field when you're like, hey, this opportunity came out, came up states away and I'm going to have to be out for like two weeks. Cool. And your boss is like, HR says, hell no, actually. Um, but good joke. So I was I was trying to figure out a way to like survive as a independent artist, you know, and, um, and basically like not, not lose myself to, um, a, the desk job air quotes again. Cause it's like, I did actually enjoy being in banking, but I needed something that wouldn't, you know, keep me from pursuing music. So I've kind of, I loved thrifting. And I found out that there was like a thrift community on Instagram for reselling. And so I was like, I'll try my hand at this, which turned into like leaving my banking job for uh, reselling clothes, which turned into making thrift with me videos is kind of where the momentum started on TikTok. Mm -hmm. um, and I would narrate these like trips to the thrift store. And it was literally just me being like, I would really be in the store and see like a really stupid shirt and I would be there by myself. So there's no one to like laugh at it with. So I started filming those moments like, haha, that's so funny. And then take those thoughts to TikTok and people really responded to it. And I was like, I'm hilarious. What great news. <laughs> um, you know, and it, I don't know, it was crazy because coming back to the, the topic of like, um, like, what is your content style? I was, I then all of a sudden was like, I'm a thrifter. Like, I'm, I can't be anything else. I can't be, I got all uh, worked up. Like, no one knows I'm a musician. And which by the way, was because I wasn't talking about it. So of course not. Um, but it's crazy because I, I developed this connection that's really real with my audience because it's, they're watching me thrift, but it's also like, um, I don't, I don't know. It's almost like we're bonding over a shared experience, you know, yeah. which I mean, you, you feel a lot when you watch like your favorite style of content, you're like, I'm there with this person. And it's been really special because I turned that into, um, building collections for my viewers. And, um, 
that's, I mean, that's been insanely, I didn't know how special it was going to be when I got into it because people are coming to me with like milestones in their life or like career changes or like, I want to find myself again. Like, can you help me get back to who I am? Or can you help me like start this new chapter of my life? Um, I've had some really like major um, personal like changes in people's lives that I've helped them navigate with clothing. Um, and so I've built a community over sharing that and, and then, yeah. And then now I'm going to be like, surprise, I make music too. Cause I haven't, I haven't really talked about it much, but that's yeah, it. that's how I got to the number I'm at, I guess. That's awesome. It's like a, from an authentic place too, which is really cool. And it's like, it's amazing. You can like, I don't know, have these connections with people that you've never met, but have such an impact on like really big milestones in their life. So I think that's just so cool. I remember when we talked on like our first episode when it was just the two of us and we talked about that, like that was kind of just starting for you, like thrifting and things like that on Instagram. Yeah. So it's kind of cool to see how like that whole evolution has grown for you. So I'm, uh, I'm yeah, super stoked for you. Cool, like come back and revisit like this is this is where I've gotten to since we last talked. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. It's so cool. Yeah. I want to know more about like this service that you provide to people. How do they know? Like, is that a thing? Do you, is this a, is this a service that it exists outside of what you do? I've never heard of it before, but I yes, love it. There's, there's some other um, content creators that do this. I just, I discovered it after I was doing, I don't know where it all started, honestly. Um, but it's similar to like a, like a stylist or a personal shopper. Um, but it was like, it's just, it's become my version of that. Like I, it started with the thrift with me. So people are like, oh, I wish you could shop for me. And then I was like, that's a great idea. Actually, I can like, why not? You know? And so I built like a, like a form that they fill out and they send me their inspiration photos and we have a conversation about it. And it's kind of like, it's really similar to a stylist, I would say, except I'm doing it all remotely. Mm -hmm. So it's cool. It's fun. I mean, I love it. I genuinely love it. Yeah. Have you had any kind of experience like that for yourself where you've been able to find, uh, find out something about yourself through the clothing that you found? Yeah. So, and I've been sharing this almost it's, I love that we're talking about this because it's something I've been meaning to bring up more directly. Like, to my audience, but I haven't known how to present it to them um, in a way that they like, this is just perfect is what I'm getting at. I'm sorry. I'm excited. No, that's good. We're, good. we're yeah. excited too. Yeah. <laughs> good. <laughs> Essentially like when the whole clothing thing started with TikTok and it was thrift with me initially, like I started doing um, like, so the thrift with me would be followed by like a haul and I would show everybody what I got, you know, at the, at the thrift, all my finds. And I, like, at the same time, I was kind of, I've been in therapy for like, oh my gosh, six or seven years at this point. And so I've been working through like all the things you can work through in therapy. So, and a lot of that is like unpacking childhood, which that's a whole huge topic, you know, of course, but some of that was like being, um, being like in the band that I was in so early on, like as a teenager and turning it into like such a career driven thing when I was like still in the middle of high school I was trying to like grow up and be this person that was way beyond my years so early on and there's way more to it but that's like the surface level that that will allow this to like be a you know a clear concept but essentially I was like 
I skipped so much my youth to be like this, uh, this figure that, that I was pretending to be, which was like this forward, like brave, um, sure of herself person that was also surrounded by guys all the time. Cause it's, a, I mean, I was in a band with guys and I was like in, uh, a male dominated, um, like part of my pocket of the industry where I was at was like all dudes. So what I'm getting at is I, was, I essentially was like, I cannot be too girly or they're going to doubt me. And that sounds so, uh, I mean, it could be silly, but it's, it's the truth. I think I didn't realize it and it wasn't my intention. Like I wasn't sure that that's what I was doing, but I was basically trying not to seem like um, weak. So I did not wear fun ass clothing that I'm now like, holy shit, like I missed out. Like, you know, all of this um, fashion that I was avoiding when I was younger because I was scared it would paint me as um, frail or or doubtable or delicate. Um, I now like realize that that's what I'm reaching for when I'm, when I was going on these thrifts. So it's like, I kind of got to step back into the younger side of me that, that um, didn't allow myself that liberty, I guess, to just have that expression. So it's like, I was songwriting and I had all these outlets to um, express myself on when I was younger, but I did not let it happen through clothing because I was so scared of misrepresenting my abilities. And it's, crazy because I think if you boil it down to what it really is is I painted that for myself no one told me I couldn't express myself that way it was it was all a um a perception that I put in my own head and so I'm like healing that now I have like clothing therapy where it's like I get to be this person that I never allowed myself to be so that's cool and people are connecting with that yeah what a story that's so cool I well love thanks <laughs> It's crazy because it's like, I, I didn't get into it thinking I was going to like solve some of my problems. You know, I was like, this shirt's cute. And then yeah. now my therapist is like, good for you. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I do feel like you can like, I don't know, when you start to find your style and you start to lean into what that actually is and what you want to, how you want to present yourself to the world, the confidence follows. You just feel better about yourself. Um, and that's, I mean, everyone deserves to feel that way. Yes. I couldn't agree more. And it's, it's so cool. Cause it's kind of like, I get to be, um, a part of giving that to like the people who trust me to build boxes for them. That's like, that's my job is to give them that feeling. Yeah. Is it hard when you're like thrifting for these people? Like, like how, what's the process? Like, is it like, do you get in your head and you're like, oh, they're not going to like that. Or like, how does that work for you? Yeah, it can be challenging because it's incredibly personal and, you know, there's so many um, elements to consider for each person. So, you know, someone might be like, this is, um, you know, maybe they have a similar story to mine and they're like, I'm trying to find myself again. And, but they hate these eight colors or, and they already have, you know, this clothing and they're not sure even how to describe their style. So sometimes the hardest part is it's making decisions for other people. And um, as someone who struggles, like, I used to not be able to decide what I was going to have for dinner. You know, I'm suddenly in this position where I'm making decisions for other people regularly and um, building someone's style to kind of with knowing the power of what it can do for them. There are moments where I'm like, am I qualified for this? You know, but, um, but so far, like, hell yeah, I am. Like I've had such an amazing response to it and 
that's the thing too, is like, I'm building their confidence, but it, simultaneously it's building my own too, because I'm seeing that this is, this is something I'm capable of doing for people. Yeah. So I feel like all of this kind of is like following a theme of like perfectionism. And we talked before uh, just via text, kind of like themes that are kind of happening in your life right now. And that was one of them. Um, so just like talk about like how you've gotten away from that mindset of always having to be perfect. And like, I don't know, just uh, how do you get past that? Yeah, that has been that has been like the journey that's been ongoing. So as a kid, I was like um constantly praised like which is so great right so it was constantly like constant pats on the back and um being lifted up which is super great and fun until you're an adult and no one's like doing that anymore and you're like what where did that go you know um so I think I developed like this this need to constantly be doing the next thing and nothing was ever meeting my own standards I don't even think I knew what my own standards were so that's kind of been the journey is stepping away from everything needing to be perfect. And a lot of that plays into my music and um, has affected my ability to release things. Even for the longest time, it was like um, I would just sit on songs for months. They'd be done. And I just couldn't release them because I was like, I've got to wait for like the perfect moment or um, you know, like the, the I don't know it was it was always some excuse I had that nothing was good enough or I would do something I would actually come to you know the final release of a song or whatever and I would just sit there like I could have done this this and this so much better and it gets to the point where it's like uh it's pretty dooming because you're you're just like is anything ever going to uh like satisfy me um or am I ever going to be good enough is the very like dramatic question that comes you know up with that so but lately the the journey away from that has been like there's never going to be a right time for anything so that concept of perfectionism where it's like I've got to time this out to a t it's like time what to what like how like when is there ever going to be like a the perfect day to do something um especially like a creative project like more specifically speaking like I had it in my head that I'd write a good song and then it's like, okay, that one's really good. So we're going to save that one. And then we'll do that later when I can do it like full force and really give it the attention it deserves. And I don't know who it was. It was honestly a TikTok video like a year or two ago where they were like, stop acting like you won't have another good idea. And that, that really was like mind boggling for me. And that changed my whole perspective. And that's kind of been how I've been walking through um learning that it doesn't have to be perfect because what the what is perfect anyway you know it's just a concept that my brain has made up because there's no there's no like there's no visual I can't even picture something at at its perfect form it's just this idea that um I think my mind puts in front of me so that (laughs) I can question myself at this point is how I feel about it you know nothing will ever be perfect so going into things now where it's like um I'm going to have another good idea. So let's just let this one run its course and see where it takes us. And then we'll have another good idea again some other time. And we'll run with that too, instead of like hoarding them. Cause it's like, who's ever going to see these things I'm coming up with. If I just set them in like a room for a rainy day, whenever it's perfect right. timing. Yeah. There's a lot of yeah. freedom in letting go. I like that. Yeah. Damn. I love this podcast. Yes. This like, I like yes. that line. 
like stop acting like you'll never have another good idea. Uh, that yeah. just like blew my mind. And that yeah. would have solved so yeah. many problems for me like <laughs> a few years ago. Yeah. I just want to like uh, shake myself yeah. and be like, dude. That's awesome. Yes. I love I'm gonna start saying I that to myself. Give you too credit for that because it was it was a it was a creator. And if I think of it, I will tell you guys or if I if I see it, because he like saved my life low key with that line. It was powerful. Yeah. What do you got? I'm thinking uh, <laughs> you have some uh, some special news that you wanted to kind of share at some point. Um, I just oh, wanted yeah. to kind of open up the floor to you. Yeah, I would say perfect segue. Um, so I've been KG Lillian since I was like in eighth grade. That was which I feel like I'll preface this with a little short story and why I was KG Lillian. Uh, my maiden name was hard to pronounce like it's Gossage and it used to be a game when I was growing up to like either make people guess how to spell it or if you know they're seeing it guess how to pronounce it and they never could get it right so going into like releasing music and being an artist in high school um I had already ha like had this nickname I had given myself because of MySpace so I adopted that as a stage name because I didn't want to stand there and have someone mispronounce my name like over and over again and it's also like the idea of if someone's going to be looking me up, I want them to be able to spell it. So I came up with KG Lillian. So I've been KG Lillian literally since like 2009 or something. Um, and that was fun, except I, so much of my experience of my music career, I have like um, some like emotional baggage there, I guess. And in some things I'm like recovering from and just ready to move on from. And so and I, and I would say that more in a positive way. Like uh, it's more of a, it's like the letting go part. So letting go that like I've decided also means changing my name so that it's kind of like a new chapter. So I'm no longer going to be KG Lillian. I'm going to be KG Stacks uh, here very soon. I mean, right now, we're, as we're talking about, I've already kind of accepted that that's who I am. So it's like, it's like I'm changing my last name, which I keep telling people it's like, yeah, KG got married. Um, because I always talk about her like she's not me, but she is. So <laughs> she's getting a new last name. And it, it feels really good to let go of the past, essentially, is what I'm doing. It's very symbolic, but also it's just good. Yeah. Okay. So a couple things. One, this feels a lot like the clothes. Like you know, when you really find like who you're meant to be, you can really lean into that and like, you know, yeah. be happy with yourself. I love that. Um, wait, now I forgot the second thing I was going to say. I don't know. I have no idea what I was about to say. Well, I'll, uh, I'll go and then you can yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. I mean, I was going to talk about the, uh, like how you kind of have that alter ego and I love that. Like, yeah. you know, like when you're on stage, like, you know, like KG's in charge, you said that before, like kind of yes. like talk, talk us through how that kind of came about because I also, I love that mindset of like, you know, like, um, this other person that's also me can do these things sure. and just like, yes. I think it's kind of cool. So just kind of explain that. Yeah. Thank you. She's, um, I really do separate her from myself because, uh, growing up, the idea of getting on a stage was very intimidating. I mean, I think it is for most. So I think the way I kind of navigated that was I just created this other person to do it for me. And so it started out with, she just had a different name and that was me. And I had a nickname for when I was on stage, but it really turned into like, that's an entirely different person and she will do this for me. And I've had moments on, even at steeple shows 
um, back in the beginning of our relationship where I was standing on the side of the stage, like, where are you? Like waiting for her to show up, like, because it was really like a shift in energy for me that would happen on her, like on her timeline, because, and I really do, it feels like she's separate because she can do things that I could never do. And she's the one that gets on stage and like, does the cool shit. And I'm the one that's like, man, I hope I'm like her one day, but she's literally me. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do know what I was going to say. Uh, you are like, I don't know if this is a way that you have been like striving to be, um, but you are like the definition of a free spirit. Like you are not bound. It doesn't seem like you're bound or tied to really anything. And I think that there, I feel like that's where you find a lot of joy is when you stop tying yourself to things and putting yourself in boxes. Is that a way that you've always wanted to be, or do you even recognize that you are that way? Or have you always been that way? Or how, how did you get there? That's, that's amazing to hear. I love that you feel that way because I, I would say it's always been a goal to be that way. And I think um, coming from an upbringing where I was so goal oriented and, um, you know, like success driven, uh, I think free spirited was always somebody that I wanted to be. So I, and I think maybe I always looked at KG, like KG's free spirited and she just gets on the stage and like performs and then she walks away and has no responsibilities. Like that's how I've always looked at that side of me but um it's cool to hear that you know you you feel that way as I'm like painting this summary of who I am because it's yeah. like that has been uh to be tr like very honest it's who my mom is and I always was like man I hope I can live like her she's she's incredibly inspiring and very free-spirited so mm. it's kind of like um to hear you say that I feel like I'm I'm doing an honor to to her and uh maybe accomplishing that that desire i've always had to to yeah. be more like mom yeah for sure i think you are i think you're doing it i agree um and also all the things that you are jealous of kg for being seems like she's rubbing off on you yeah yeah she yeah i just want to be like her so maybe i'm becoming more and more like her every day yeah. um but it is uh, I did want to say too about the free spirited thing, like uh, coming back to like everything being such a journey. Um, I do feel like letting go and like entering a new chapter and um, kind of walking away from expectations and perfectionism and just being like, I want to just make things again. And that's who I was when I first got into music and creating. And uh, it's kind of like a full circle moment to be like, well, now I'm like doing it and people are responding to me. So it's, it's, it's crazy that I'm in this space now mentally where I can be like, you should really get to know yourself again. And, um, and it's empowering. And I think the free spirited nature that I've always wanted is kind of being set loose when it's like, let's get back to what we like. And that's where you'll find everything you're looking for. And I think it's that simple. That sounds so simple, but you know, actually doing it is a whole nother thing. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. I feel like you and I, especially like we feel that yeah, too. For and sure. that's literally why we have this podcast. Who knew that this is how it would manifest itself. But I mean, that's something, you know, we just wanted to, I mean, you started it a year before I joined, but even still, we just wanted to create together 
and that's why we do it. And we are, we're always shocked when people are like, oh, I listen to your podcast. We're like, what? Yeah, I'm like, that's crazy. <laughs> that's so cool. And I, I like hate listening to my voice back too. But I feel like I've gotten so much better just like talking to people too through this. Cause it was like something that was like very outside of my comfort zone when I started it. I was like, I don't necessarily want to do this, but I think it's something I would be good, like good at doing. Yeah. I think I should try it. And I've, yeah. I just love that. I don't know. I've just like grown so much from doing that. Yeah. Get, getting outside of uh, my comfort zone, which is always nice. Yeah. Props to you for just diving in. Hey, I would, I, I never would have started a podcast just by myself. Yeah. It's fun. It's fun to work together too. It's nice yeah. to have a companion. Yeah. But uh, I, for sure. I, how do you recommend that people like get outside of that comfort zone and take that first step? Um, that's a great question. I think for me, it was always, so my dad always had this, this saying that was like, who he's also, both my parents are like huge influences on, on me. Um, of course they're the reason I'm here, but they're also like absolutely incredible humans. And they've, they've always encouraged me to, to do whatever fulfills me. But my dad always said when I would struggle with something, if it was easy, everybody would do it. And then my response had become, well, I'm not everybody, which is so um, maybe a little bit arrogant sounding. But as a kid, it was so, um, you know, powerful to be like, you're right, dad, everybody would do this if they could, but I can and they can't, you know, but in a very like healthy way where my dad was like, I believe in you. And um, so it's kind of like when you want to get out of your comfort zone, it's like challenge yourself to be someone you you weren't yesterday, I guess. I think that the competition is always yourself. So if you're looking at yourself like I need I need more from you, you're looking at KG in my in my you know position, being like, we're gonna need to do something else. And it's like, okay, well maybe, maybe it's time to do something that makes this a little bit uncomfortable. And I think that's that's always what it comes down to is it's like, have we been uncomfortable lately? Because if not, we're not taking steps forward. Yeah. Oh my God. I got chills when you said that. Yeah, that was a good one. I feel like there's been so many good one-liners. Yeah. That's what I always say. It's like I always learn so much in these podcasts. So yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, like you said, you, you said you had a lot of uh, uh, like themes showing up in your life. I know we've covered a lot of them. Do you have any other ones that, like that you want to kind of go into and talk about? Yeah, it's been crazy. Honestly, one lately that's really been blowing my mind is like the power of being open to things because I swear it's like a switch with me lately because as soon as I get in this mindset where I'm like nothing's gonna happen and my career is going downhill and all of the dramatic things that go through your head when you're like you wake up and you have a bad day and like five minutes into it you're like my my whole career is down the drain and I can never look at myself in the mirror again you know like <laughs> it's crazy because as soon as I decide to step out of that, it's like rewarded. I feel like as yeah. soon as you open yourself back up to like, that's not true. Um, you really have all of these opportunities in front of you all the time. Like when I was younger, I did not understand that. Like I really thought that uh, I was, you know, those things that you tell yourself when you're not getting what you want, like I'm at a disadvantage for X, Y, and Z. And those people have this available to them and I don't, and it's not true. Like. Um, I mean, obviously there are, there are many, uh, scenarios where yes, there are disadvantages, but the truth is I was not in my, my position, I was not trying hard enough. And when I've opened myself up to like, this is a reality for me, if I just try a little more, 
like nine times out of 10, I really like find something at the other side of that. And um, so I guess it's a little bit of believing yourself, but also like just doing the work and, and stop hesitating and being like, nah, like as soon as you're like, yes, absolutely. Yes. Just say yes to all the things you see results from that. And um, like, there's so many things that are coming this year that are results from like shooting my shot. And I think for so long, I was scared to shoot my shot because of, you know, rejection or whatever, whatever you would expect from fear like that. But just shoot the shot, man. <laughs> like, I know that's so like cliche, but yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, it's almost like you have to ask yourself, you know, like, what are you scared of? Really? Right. You know, like, when you're getting into something new, like, are you scared of having to do it? Or are you scared of forcing yourself? Or are you scared of asking someone if you can, you know, X, Y, Z, like, what right. really is the scary part? And most of the time, I feel like the scary part is deciding that you're going to do it. And yeah. that's yeah, it. Yeah, I feel like we as human beings are much more uh, capable than we give ourselves credit for. Like, I was always, like, afraid to go to the gym by myself. And I was like, nope, I'm just, I just can't do it. I won't do it. I'm not going to do it. And then I was like, well, if I'm not going to go by myself, I can't find, you know, someone that's always going to go when I want to go. Yeah. So I was like, I'm never going to be able to go to the gym. So this year, I, like, started going to the gym by myself and doing things like that. And I'm like, yes, yeah. you can do yeah. it. And it's great. Yeah. And it's fun. It's cool, like, a, a cool thing to do by yourself. So I think we're just uh, a lot more capable than we, uh, than we think we are, which yeah. is cool. Yeah. Yeah. But that is also what makes you and us, you know, not everybody the way that you said it right. is yeah. that people let that fear hold themselves back. And what I'm learning from you is that uh, when you don't let that fear hold yourself back, you're only going to be rewarded for that in one way or another, or you'll right. at least learn something along the way. Right. Right. Which is a reward for sure. Those lessons, yeah. you know, just as rewarding. And I think like not to um, to keep bringing Derek up, maybe it was before we were recording that I brought him up, but um, he touched on how, like when you guys had him on, that it's like, as long as there's a lesson, it's not a failure, or as long as there's yeah. growth, it's not a failure. Yeah. And I'm like, that's so true. It really is. Like, um, And I think looking for the takeaway, like digging for the takeaway sometimes you'll have a new perspective on everything that you're going through or trying because it's like, if you look for the good, it's there, you know, even in the shittiest situations sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's go back to like the, the rebrand and stuff like that. So like what made you yeah. uh, decide on that name? I was just curious. Yeah. So I was actually in Colorado, which is the best because I was like surrounded by the mountains and I had been thinking about it approaching, it was last year, last year I kind of decided like, okay, I'm gonna hit it hard. I'm gonna really like take a look at my music and decide like where I'm at with this um, and what I wanna do. And because I was feeling like that shift where it's like, where am I gonna take it from here? There, you know, something is missing for me. And I had to sit down with myself and be like, what is that exactly? And how can I move forward with that? How can I? you know, there's always that question of like, is it over when you start to feel that tug, you know, on your leg where your career's like something needs to change and you're like, is it, is it done? Or is this like, a, is this a growth time? You know, like sometimes those feel yeah. really similar. 
And um, so I was in Colorado and I was working with uh, my team that I work with there. And I was thinking about my name because I was kind of like, that's kind of like a chapter I want to close. And I wasn't fully sure like how that would look, like changing a name when you have like a, a brand established, is, it feels kind of like a big, you know, decision. And then my producer was like, hey, I really want you to meet with someone this week. And I was like, cool. And then he was like, so I kind of want you to go into this meeting, like prepared with some information. And I was like, okay. And um, that's still, you know, pretty young And that whole situation is pretty young. And I don't, I have no idea what's going to happen, but he was basically like, have you ever like thought about changing your name? And I was like, hell yeah, I have. Like I've been, I was thinking about it two hours ago. And he was like, cool. Okay. Well maybe have an idea of what it is tomorrow. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> so I like go to bed that <laughs> night and I'm like, have an idea of a name. I was just like playing around with the idea of changing everything about who I am. And as soon as like I got home or got to where I was staying and was like, what's a new name? It was literally like KG Stacks. Like I asked it in my head and that's what replied immediately. And I was annoyed by it because I was like, no we do not have an answer that quickly. I don't even like it. We're not even going to pay attention to that. And I spent like six hours trying to think of anything but stacks. And it just was like stacks, this and stacks that. And I started using it like in sentences and phrasing and like, um, picturing it on, uh, show announcements and whatever, you know, and I was like, no, that kind of sounds good. And I was like annoying myself because I was coming around to it. Yeah. And then I pitched it to my producer who it's like, you know, he's, he's not like trying to force me one way or another, but he's, he was, he's my sounding board. So often he's like, that sounds pretty good. And I was like, oh, really? And then everybody in the room was like, yeah, I really like that. And I was like, I do too. So then I sat on it for like eight months and now I'm like, yeah, that's who we are now. It's like a little, I was in my little cocoon and now I'm like breaking out of it with my name. I like it. I like, I like it too. Yeah. I'm a fan. I dig it. Dig it, dig it. And honestly, like the first thing to be real, I was like, KG stacks, stacking up the hit singles. Like hey, that was the first thing I, I, I was like, stop. Hell yeah. No, I love it. No, I love that. It's perfect. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Well, it fits. It does. It does. I like it. I feel like this has been a really good episode. This has I mean, been very we've covered, good. We've covered many things. Yeah. We um, have. Yeah. I feel it. So Oh, thank you thanks i feel enlightened like, i do i, I feel just want to go say yes to everything yeah. and take on every challenge in the world i'm i'm ready i'm gonna listen back to the episode and take some notes and be yeah. like yes these are good things to uh take away for the next week so for real um is there anything else that is there anything else that you wanted to cover while we're uh on the podcast here um are we gonna talk about music like other music oh, yeah the best <laughs> the best way to end a podcast make sure i got to do that because i'm like really excited about mine i was gonna say i have a guess of uh, what your music recommendation is yeah, but literally be like shago do not take mine. yeah yeah i'll uh, i'll let you go first okay i'm supposed to just say like my my favorite right now or yeah yeah like uh yeah it can even be a few too yeah a few recommendations are just like your favorite and kind of like why okay well right now it's rustin kelly just released a new single was that, I think it was two days ago, whatever. It's called The Weakness. Yeah. 
And I've literally been waiting for it because I heard it live when he came through Austin in October of 2021. And I've been waiting for it to release since then. So, and then I heard it again at Red Rocks. That's so long ago. I know. Oh my God. And you got to, you got to meet him, right? Yes, I did. I did. And honestly, uh, it's a sh- I should have brought that up earlier because that is a whole story in itself. So, um, but he it was, he's so inspiring. And I think like, uh, seeing him live, like changed was part of my perspective change. So, um, this song releasing like at the beginning of this year, like while I'm, while I'm going through my own shift and he's an artist that I completely admire. So that's my pick. Everyone should listen to it at least 48 times in a row. So you really get it. Well, <laughs> you have to count to 48. <laughs> Maybe like 30. I'm, a, um, I'm excited. He's opening for uh, Noah Khan on his tour, and he's like like yes. one of his six dates in St. Louis. Mm. So I was like, hell yeah, let's go! So we got yeah, tickets for I that. So I, it would be so easy for us to come back to Missouri for a little bit, but I was like, maybe I should go to like a random other state and go somewhere I've never been to see them. Yeah, somewhere else. Cool. I think he's gonna do a tour, right? He like said on Twitter today, I think. Yeah. So I'm stoked. Yeah, his album's coming out in April, and then so I'm just like waiting for that tour announcement. Yeah. Love it, stoked. Nick. Yes. So I'm going to throw a curveball. I feel like I I spit out so many different uh, genres all the time. Like the last, I don't even know what I said the last time, but the time before that, I was talking about SZA. She's, you know, the greatest thing to ever happen to R&B, in my opinion. Uh, and then, you know, always Quinn and Marky Basie, blah, 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 blah. We know that I love those people. <laughs> the mutual but playlist. The mutual playlist, if you want to listen to it. My current obsession is a guy. His name is Landon Conrath. Conrath. Not Conrad, and I don't have a lisp. Nice. It's Conrath. (laughs) C-O-N-R-A-T-H. I don't even know really how to describe his genre. It's like pop rock, I guess. He's actually a guitarist for another artist who I had never heard of, but I stumbled upon his music, and I literally cannot get enough. And it's not my usual vibe. It's not my usual genre. But he's so good, and his songs are so catchy, and I'm a big fan. Also, would be remiss if I did not uh, plug that our boy, Quinn92, is going to come out with a new album in just a couple weeks. Already released a couple singles, and they're so good. Yeah, I was about to say, are you not going to say Quinn? I was like, he just put a new single out. He did just put a new single out, and of course, I knew exactly when he he promoted this new single. And it's like, here's what this song is about. I was like, you know what? I haven't even heard this song yet. I know it's going to end up being a tattoo on my body at some point. And then I heard the song and I was like, yep, I was right. You're like, ah, damn it. (laughs) Again. 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 Yes. Quinn is always on the list. Yes. Hell yeah. What about you? Uh, Mine would be, I mean, this, everybody knows this band, but it's a return to their old genre of music. And it's the new single by Fall Out Boy. It's incredible. It is like OG Fallout Boy, like just like guitars, drums, everything, just like incredible. So I love, you know, nothing against artists when they go off in their different directions and do new genres, but it's always cool when they come back to like that that core of like that like punk rock, pop punk kind of uh, that era. It's just like a really solid single. I can't remember what it's called, but you guys can go find it. Yes. We will. I think I might have to listen to Rustin Kelly on the way home. He's I don't even know. The best. He's so good. I really, the only song that I consistently listen to by Rustin Kelly is his cover of All Too Well. That's oh, it. and it's so good. It is so good. It's so good. good. 
Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't yeah. know him much. He's, he's other than that. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks for being on KG. It was awesome. I feel like we could have kept talking and so we'll have to, uh, to have you on, yes. have to have you on again, but yeah, we appreciate all of your knowledge and stories and stuff like that. So oh, thank you. wisdom. Yeah, yes. Your wisdom. So thank you for sharing. Uh-huh. It was cathartic. Yeah. KG. She's the wise one. I just show up. Love it. That's awesome. No, it was you. It was. You. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you and have a great weekend. See you next time. Yay. That's, that's definitely going on the podcast.